Welcome to the Cam and T Podcast, the ultimate destination for all sports and popular culture. I am your co-host, Tony West. And I'm your co-host, Cam. I'm thrilled to be your guide through the exhilarating intersection of sports and the entertainment world. For the latest game-changing moments on the field, even into the hottest trends of music, movies, and more, we've got you covered. Each episode, we finna dive into the thrilling highlights, untold stories, and the captivating behind-the-scenes secrets that make both sports and pop culture so irresistible. So whether you're a sports fanatic, a popular culture guy, or somewhere in between, get in and join us on this adrenaline-pumping journey through the best of both worlds. This is the Cam and T Podcast. Let's enjoy the action. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Tony T-Time West, back at it again with my co-host, Cam, on the Cam and T Podcast. Man, episode six of season one, man. My brother, Cam, how are you doing today? Chilling, bro. Chilling. Always, man. Like always. How about yourself? I'm good, man. So it's, it's You know what I'm saying? Get a week closer to football. I think we're 13 days away now from, from the start of college football week zero. And then we about a little less than 30 days uh, from from NFL. So we're really getting close. So I'm really just getting excited about the season at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited, extremely excited, ready for the season, and just ready to really get things going, man. I'm ready for this football season to kick off. I'm ready for us to have, like, more to talk about and stuff like that because, you know, it's kind of weird towards these last couple of weeks of you know the preseason and stuff like that because it's like okay we almost out but we not technically out because there is content there to to be had but it's not as effective as we actually talking about games you know what i'm saying like right. it's just different when we actually talking about real life you know games in my opinion yeah no i agree man it's, it's we getting close man i'm yeah i'm ready for it man it's it's time you know what i'm saying yeah. it's i feel like that that like you said, um, summer is just tough. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you got that that long period between your football, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good season, man, for real. Yeah, both yeah, college man. and NFL. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely excited, man. Listen, if you haven't already, follow us on all streaming platforms: Twitch, YouTube. We're on that. We're on Twitter as well. You can follow us there too. Comment. We're a very interactive show. Um, you know, so definitely feel free to comment, say whatever you want, you know what I'm saying? And also as well, just kind of a rundown, man. This is going to be a really good show. We're going to talk about Bryce Young's debut in the Carolina Panthers, uh, how they did getting shellacked 27 to 0 at home. Um, also as well, just a couple of NFL preseason talk things. We'll talk about kind of some of the rookie quarterbacks struggling, stuff like that. Um, this guy from 247, I think his name is Brad Crawford. He put out a list of the top 16 college football jobs, head coaching jobs. We'll talk about that a little bit and how we agree and disagree. Um, and then we're also, we had a little debate. I had a debate with my homeboy D Mill. Shout out to D Mill. Um, he thinks that the 2008 Florida team is better than the 2018 Clemson team. And I just disagree with that. So we'll talk a little bit like about that. And then we'll do our draft like we do at the end of every episode. So once again, just follow us on all platforms. One more thing before we get started. Um, these next couple weeks are going to be busy. Me and Cam are going to be on the road. Um, you know, uh, September the 2nd, we'll be in Charlotte 
for the um you know USC versus um uh, North Carolina game in Charlotte game. They will be there asking questions. So we're excited about that. We'll be out there for that. Also as well, uh, the next week, literally that Sunday, uh, no, that next Sunday. So September 10th, we'll be out in Atlanta for the Panthers versus Falcons game. So we'll be out there doing content as well. And then possibly it's not concrete yet, but maybe September 23rd, we may be in Clemson for the Clemson and Florida State game as well. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that, man. So that's pretty much what it's going to be. Very good show. And, yeah, we'll just jump into everything, man. So let's go ahead and just get this thing kicked off. Let's talk about number one pick, Bryce Young, stepped on the field yesterday, played his first preseason game. Now, as far as Bryce Young, they got beat 27-0. <laughs> Bryce Young took a couple hits. I think he got sacked once where he almost just pretty much just fell and gave himself up. Um, and the line was just bad. The old line for the Carolina Panthers was horrible yesterday. I mean, it was real bad. Um, Cam, let me ask you about Bryce first. How did you feel about Bryce Young in his first debut as a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? I thought Bryce looked really good, to be completely honest with you, man. Um, you know, it was expected kind of, you know, with him coming out of Alabama and just his historic career there and everything. We knew that Bryce was going to be ready for the moment, right? We knew he was going to be calm. We knew he was going to be collected, poised. Um, and he just showed everything that should get Panthers fans and really the NFL excited, um, for like one of the the newest, um, quarterbacks coming in because he's going to be special, right? Um, Bryce looked every bit of the part. He was four for six, uh, 21 yards. And like you said, he got sacked once. Um, now, he didn't really throw it downfield much. And, you know, I think that was part of the game plan was, you know, to be more conservative. Um, but ultimately, he looked good. He played his, you know, role very well in, in just the three series that he had. Excuse me. Um, he looked a little bit, um, I, I would say, uh, more in sync with the offense than a lot of the other players did. I think some of the receivers struggled a little bit. And I think, like you said, the offensive line just just was not ready. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with the fact that we didn't practice um, the week before or, the, excuse me, the day before because of, you know, the weather and the Jets did practice. I don't know if that was – if it was because of that or what. But um, ultimately, Bryce Young looked apart. And, you know, I'm excited for his future as the, the franchise quarterback for the Panthers. But what did you think about it, man? How did you feel, like, coming away from the game when you, after you watched it? Because I know you said you watched um, you, you watched basically the first half um, and you seen, you know, all of Bryce and you seen what he was doing. So how did you feel about it? Um, I mean, personally, and, you know, we kind of talked about this last night in our town hall, too. Um. I was impressed with Bryce as far as processing. You see that he's going through his progressions. He's going through his reads. You you see that in him, and you see how smart he can make decisions. I honestly didn't really think he had really any bad throws, um, just to be completely honest. Um, and we can't say that about the other rookie quarterbacks, which we'll get into in a few minutes. Um, but he just looked really poised. He looked apart. Um, as far as the team and and really overall – it just looked bad, you know, especially the old line. Like it just was really rough. And and we talked about this last night 
And I can't remember the young lady's name. I think her name was Aki or something like that. I, I might be wrong, but she brought up a great, great point. Frank Wright came out last night and said, we did not game plan. And most teams don't really game plan for like, especially the first preseason game. And if they do, it's very vanilla. So I kind of wonder, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. I, I honestly wonder, did these guys just say, let's not get hurt? It's 95 degrees out here. We're on artificial turf in the south. It's probably like 105 degrees down here with pads on. So it's probably like 115 degrees down here. Let's just stay healthy. This game does not matter. And let's just get through the motions. And, and that's kind of what I think happened, which is why I'm about to go on this tangent. Let me just go ahead and get this out of the way right now. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Preseason football in the NFL should be canned. It should be canned. And if and, and to be and I know I know people are gonna be like, well, people gotta get jobs and and stuff like that. Well, the NFL preseason is a joke. Is <laughs> a fan, it's a joke. Stick to the joint practices. For yeah. one, with the joint practices, it's more controlled. So that that means less injuries less mistakes it's it's more control in a game pretty much anything can happen but when you're in a situation where you're running hey we're running our two-minute offense right now whatever our red zone offense it's more controlled i think the joint practices need to really just become the new preseason games and we don't need to see that right in my opinion because yesterday you went out there and put your starters out there for pretty much nothing there was no point of having – If you should have did like the Jets did. Just don't play no starters. If you're going to go out there with no plan, no game plan, no nothing, don't put the starters out there. The preseason is only about money. That's all it's about. We talked about this last night in the town hall. The preseason is about money. That's it. But I will say the preseason is just not good. You know what I'm saying? I know people look forward to the dress rehearsal game. They won't even really game plan for that really like that much. Um, It's going to be pretty much the same thing. I don't need to see that. I think a lot of people are overreacting right now because they're like, oh, the Panthers' O-line looked horrible. and oh. Man, it's a preseason game where they did not game plan. They did not look at film. And for one, let's give the Jets credit. They have one of the better D-lines in the NFL as well. So let's not just scoff at that either. Um, but yeah, bro, it's just, it's a situation where I, I, I don't want to get too upset. I do think the Panthers are missing Austin Corbett big time. I do think he needs to get back as soon as possible or get in Chandler Zavala. Um, the guy that they just drafted out of NC state. But for me, I just can't really overreact to a preseason game. That does not mean anything in my right. opinion. Like, it's just hard for me to really get upset about that in my opinion. Right. No, I agree. I think, you know, especially like you said, when it's week one of the preseason, you know, nobody's really taking it, you know, overly serious. You know what I mean? Like nobody's game planning. Nobody's really preparing. Like no, like Frank Wright didn't put the guys out there and say, hey, guys, go win this game. Go, go, right. you know, try, try super hard. You know what I'm saying? Give it, give it your all. Go win this game. No, he didn't say, he didn't put the guys out to do that. He put them out there to say, hey, go get a little bit of burn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get you some conditioning in. You know what I'm saying? Learn how these guys, you know. Get your get your bodies right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Take a few hits. You know what I mean. Like you know, but don't hurt yourself. And just go out there and play play a little bit of football. You know what I mean. 
um, because the season's upcoming and, you know, we need this kind of live test just to see where you are, you know, with your conditioning and with your, um, you know, saying with your strength and all of that. So, you know, I'm right there with you. Um, as far as preseason being abolished, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would like the joint practices, you know, more joint practices, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It would be cool. Um, and I think fans, either way, you know, fans can still go out there and watch the joint practices, right? right. You know what I mean? So um, with the preseason, like you said, um, it's about money and, you know, it's about job interviews for the guys that are, you know, you know, kind of on the bubble if they're going to make the roster or not. Um, and speaking of job interviews, man, I did want to ask you too, you know, keeping with the Panthers game, how did you feel about Matt Corral? And, you know, and, and some of the other guys that are kind of bubble roster spots for the Panthers. Yeah, so I I, I watched up until halftime. So I, I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say I watched the whole game because I didn't. Um, mm. He just looked rough. But once again, that's probably because of the O-line. The O-line yes, looks so bad. So yes. it's kind of hard for me to really judge. He does seem to be a little bit more mature this year. It does seem like his body has matured a little bit too as well. It looks like he's put on a little bit of weight. Um, I just don't think this guy's going to be, you know, the backup for like, I, like I know a lot of people are like, Oh, Matt Corral would be a good backup. I just don't think that's going to happen in my yeah. opinion. Um, I just don't really see it now. He has time to show me, of course, but I really don't, I don't see it personally. Um, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I mean, like I said, I don't want to judge him too hard because for one, the old line was just so terrible. It was really even hard to kind of really evaluate him yesterday. Um, so I don't want to go hard on him too hard, but I don't think he's going to be the back, the future backup for this team. I just don't. Um, yeah. As far as like, I want to talk about some of the guys that were standouts. I'm not going to lie. I've been pretty hard on this guy. I thought Dante Jackson looked really good in the series he played in. Like yeah. he looked really good. Like he kind of got burnt at first and then he used that speed coming off of Achilles injury. He used that speed. And last year he would have panicked, freaked out, and, and got a pass interference. No, he turned his head, played the ball, and I, I want to give him credit because I know I've been hard on him in the past, but I thought he played really good yesterday. Um, yeah. So definitely wanted to give him some credit. I thought Amari Barno played really good yesterday. I was really impressed with him. Even the guy, DJ Johnson, I thought I thought he flashed a lot yesterday. And I know I was hard on that pick. I, I thought that was a terrible pick. I still don't really think it was a good pick. Because you traded up for a guy that's almost 26 years old and is going into his first year of, of, you know, the NFL. But he did show some flashes yesterday of things I did like. I honestly thought um, C.J. Henderson played pretty good. Another guy I've been pretty hard on. He played pretty good. So there was, there was some things to be like, okay, I, I like what I'm seeing. Eric Rowe was another one um, that I thought did a pretty good job. But you know, once again, it's just hard for me to really evaluate in a preseason game. When week one comes, then I'll start really like, okay, I can really evaluate guys now. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. All of the names you said, um, I think Keith Taylor also looked pretty good yesterday too. Yeah, Keith he, Taylor. He had, yeah. He had a better he had a better performance than he did, you know, kind of last season. Yeah. Um, but once again, you know, like you said, it's just preseason. You know, it, it, there's not much to overreact about. I think preseason is a good look at you know, rookies and what they could potentially be, you know, because I think they're the ones who really kind of get out there and trying to show everybody what they have, right? And trying to show, trying to prove to the coaches and to, you know, even other teams that, hey, like I can be a contributor for a team. So, right. So, yeah, I do want to give a shout out. DJ Johnson looked very well. Yeah. 
he did a really good job setting the edge. Um, like you said, Bryce Young looked really good. And then, um, you know, uh, but there were other quarterbacks in the NFL too, other rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you think – so yesterday we saw um, – well, over the weekend we saw C.J. Stroud play. Yep. We've seen uh, DTR play twice now. Yep. And we've seen uh, – we saw Anthony Richardson play as well as uh, Will Levis and a second-year player, Malik Willis. Yeah. Um, so out of all those quarterbacks, who did you think did the best out of the ones I just named, uh, not including Bryce Young, because we know he did probably the best out of all of them. But out of all those quarterbacks that I named, who were you most impressed with? Um, DTR. Rookies? DTR. Yeah. DTR was the most I was impressed with, period. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson struggles this year and there's a way out of that contract, I'm not going to lie, man. Don't be surprised if Cleveland's like, all right, we just paid you all this money. And you really ain't doing nothing. If there's a, I don't know if there is one or not. Um, but if there is, they might try to find a way because DTR looks solid, and that's yeah. two games in a row now that he's looked very good. I thought Stetson Bennett looked pretty decent last night. Yeah, um, he did. He looked pretty good. Uh, I watched a little bit of that game, and I thought, okay, Stetson Bennett actually looked pretty all right. I thought he looked yeah. really good. Um, so for me, I would probably say my most impressive one that I've seen. This preseason is DTR. I think DTR can possibly be a starter in this league one day. He yeah. might not be a top-tier starter. I'm not saying that. But could he be the 26th best quarterback in the NFL one day? I could see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think DTR has showed me some things I like. Who do you think was the most impressive out of all man, the quarterbacks? It's a it's a lot of names, man. I think DTR did. He looked the best, I would say, for sure. Um, Like you said, Stetson Bennett. Um, I thought Anthony Richardson, I thought he passed the eye test, to be completely honest with you. I know he had that bad interception early, but um, he also hit, man, it was a, a beautiful pass to the end zone, and it was just dropped. Um, yeah. And it would have been a dime, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's it's a beautiful pass, um, and I think he looked – he actually looked NFL ready to me. He looked more NFL ready than both C.J. Stroud and Will Levis, in my opinion. So, yeah, um, I thought Anthony Richardson was very impressive. Um, but another name I was really excited about, um, and you know, he, he kind of going back and forth between quarterback and wide receiver, but, uh, Malik Cunningham out of yeah, Louisville, man, good, Malik, Malik Cunningham looked very good playing with the new England Patriots. Um, and I know Bill Belichick was licking his lips cause he loved him a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, I think Malik Cunningham, I think when it comes to that, that, that team and that position group, I just felt like you have three guys who kind of, I, I don't understand, you know, I don't think Mac Jones, his leash is very long with the New England yeah. Patriots to be completely, excuse me, to be completely honest with you, because it's kind of already shown that Bill doesn't really trust him. Um, he got benched for a couple games last year for Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi looked really good in the preseason as well before Malik Cunningham got in, who also looked really good. And so you kind of beg the question, like, you know, Mac Jones, you know, other than, you know, kind of experience, and, you know, I guess taking care of the football because we know you can kind of do that. What do you do better than Malik Cunningham? And what do you do better than Bailey Zappi? So I think in New England, I think you're going to have a little bit of a quarterback competition. It's Mac Jones' job right now. But if he struggles, like you said, if Deshaun Watson struggles, don't be surprised if one of these rookie or second-year quarterbacks go in there and take those guys' jobs, you know, because they are yeah. looking good. And I think, you know, ultimately the future of the league is looking bright, man. Um you know, CJ struggled in that first game and the first preseason game. He he didn't look ready at all. 
but that's fine. I mean, he plays for the Texans. It's going to be a long process regardless. They're not going anywhere this year. You know what I mean? Um, it's going to be a long process for him. Will Levis might be a bad pick from Tennessee. You know, it, it's not looking pretty at all. He wasn't, he had a couple of good throws, I will say, but at the same time, decision-making was always his biggest issue. And, you know, it's not looking good right now. A couple more, a couple years, I think he'll be ready. Um, but, uh, but Malik Willis, I think he's ready now, to be completely honest with you. I liked what I seen from him. I don't think one of those guys is going to be out of Tennessee before the end of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they can't keep, they can't keep all three of those guys. They'll probably keep Tannehill because he's the guy. But Malik Willis, um, I, I was very impressed with what I seen from him. And then, um, and like you said, um, Bryce Young, DTR, Malik Cunningham, you know, very well. So um, I think the league is looking very bright when it comes to these quarterbacks, man. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Uh, Will Levis, yeah, he looked pretty rough um, yesterday. I watched that. The decision-making was, once again, which was my thing with him since day one, was the decision making? It just it, and it continued. Like I know it's preseason, but this has been a pattern for this guy really since yeah. Kentucky days. I think Kentucky actually upgraded at quarterback this year with Devin Leary. Um, yeah. Decision making has always been Will Levis. It's been his issue. That's just what it is. Will Levis, I, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I didn't see it in the draft process. I didn't see why he was even ranked as a you know, top four quarterback. I, I just, I just didn't yeah. see it, bro. You know, yeah. um, I just, you know, I just don't see it with him, honestly. And that interception he threw at the end of the game was pitiful. I mean, yeah. it was bad. Um, it was real bad. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's just and same thing, man. It's preseason, so I don't want to look too much into his his first, you know, what I'm saying game in the NFL. But it just didn't look good at all. And same thing with C.J. Stroud. First game in the NFL, Texans O-line is horrible. You know what I'm saying? Besides Tunsil. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to go too, too hard on them. But, like, at the same time, they just really did not look good no. um, at all, really. Um, and, yeah. and Anthony Richardson, I have to say, like, you know, I wasn't big on him. Um, but I think what you've seen yesterday has kind of been a micronism of, of, of his career. Right, like up, down, up, down. Like he throws yeah. that stupid pick at the beginning of the game, and then a couple plays later, he puts a dot on Pierce, and I'm like, okay, that's an NFL <laughs> throw. Yeah. So Anthony Richardson is at Florida. He was very up and down, and it seems to be like that is continuing. If he can stay up and stay consistent, he could be something because some yeah. of those picks he made himself like, okay. This is this is workable. Right. Like, and I thought he was the rawest prospect coming out of out of those quarterbacks. But I think if he continues to grind, build, because they're going to start him, he's going to be a day one starter the way it's looking. Yeah, um, I think he could be something. He's just got to get consistent, man. He has all the athletic ability. He's extremely, you know, athletic and stuff like that. Um, great arm, great yeah. arm power, strength, all that. You know what I'm saying? But once again, he just got to be consistent. Like that's that's my biggest problem with Anthony Richardson. But I do think he could be a problem though, coming like going yeah. forward. To be honest, it's, it's really his legs are 100% ready for the NFL. That's yeah. that's going to be what that's going to be what, you know, carries him at least for the early part of his career, maybe a year or two. Right. Before, because we already know the arm talent is absolutely electric. Right. The legs yeah. are electric. We know he got the ability. He can be 
you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks. If he puts it all together, he could legitimately be one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he has the talent for it. It's just about, you know, the mental stuff, right? Can he process the game at an NFL level? And yesterday he showed that he kind of can. It's, yeah. it's getting there, you know? Um, so I think this year I wouldn't expect a whole lot out of Anthony Richardson. You know, he's probably going to turn the ball over quite a bit, but I think he's going to score uh, quite a bit as well. You know what I mean? So um, ultimately, I think the Colts do have something that they can build for uh, for the future. And my, my man, A.B., right here, I see it. He says, A.R. has only played quarterback for six years. You know what I'm saying? So he's a he's a, a very extremely raw talent. You know what I mean? And so if he's doing if he's looking pretty good in NFL preseason football, he's only been a quarterback for six years since what? That's what his junior year in high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sophomore, junior year in high school. Man, you know what I mean? Like he can be somebody, man. He just got to work at it, you know, and I think he's going to I think he is going to work at it. And I think he's going to, you know, be somebody for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, man. Um, one other thing, too, I want to say before we kind of move on, I want to talk about some of the standouts, too, just as rookies, just in general. I thought that kid Jordan Addison looked pretty good uh, the other night ago. I was pretty impressed with him. Um, I thought he looked really good. The guy that's the Giants, I think his name's Deontay Banks. I was pretty mm -hmm. impressed with him, too. He looked really good as well. Um, I think he was out of Maryland. I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot in the draft process, but I also think he he looks good, man. I'm really impressed with him. Definitely want to see what he does going forward. Uh, but those were two rookies that I seen, and I was like, okay, these guys might have something, you know. So yeah. I, I'm definitely impressed with those two. But I just wanted to give them a shout out real quickly yeah. because I thought they played pretty well, honestly, over For the sure. weekend. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of move to our next subject. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and talk about this graphic that was put out actually by Brad Crawford at 247 Sports. Um, and he named out his top 16 college football coaching jobs. So as a head coach, he named those jobs out. Um, we're like 13 days away from college football, so I'm getting really excited about the season, man. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit and what is really – what makes a good coaching job? Like what makes a, a, a good head coaching job? I'm going to give you my cred credentials of what – I think it's a good head coaching job in the college football. And you can give yours and then I'll go through the list. Um, for me personally, um, I think there's three things that makes a good head coaching job. For one, location. Let's just get right to it. Most of the time, if you're in the southeastern part of the country, that's a plus because that's college football world, you know, yeah. pretty much from Louisiana all the way up to almost, I would probably say North Carolina, maybe even Virginia. I would say anywhere in that ballpark, it's just talent loaded through there from Louis, really from Texas on over to North Carolina. Um, it's just loaded with talent all in that, that area. I would also say location is probably number one, location of your school. Number two to me is traditions. Uh, how, how important your program has been, um, how great your program has been. Um, I think that also plays a role as well. Like, you know, prestige. That's pretty much what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Prestige. That plays a role in also a great coaching job. Let's just get to the main point. This, the money. How much money is that school going to fork out to these head coaches? And I would say the fourth thing and the probably the most obvious thing is where can I go where I'm going to make an impact and win pretty much immediately? 
if I'm doing the right things, right? So for example, if I go to Minnesota, I can do all the right things. It's still going to take me a long time to get elite because it's Minnesota. Like it's not a lot of athletes in that area. There's no disrespect to Minnesota. It's not a lot of athletes. A lot of players don't want to go and play in the cold. Right. Um, you know, you got to think about all that type of stuff. So that's what I would kind of consider a good head coaching job. What do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I think prestige is probably number one for me. Yeah. Um, I think I think you gotta you gotta be somebody, you know what I'm saying, to get somebody, if that makes sense, right? Like, you know, in my opinion, you know, there's there's a lot of college football jobs out there. Like I think, you know, well, I won't say any names because they they probably gonna be on the list, but I think prestige and where you have been in your history as a college football program and really um where you are right now as a college football program, because like nobody is gonna remember what you did in the eighties or the seventies. Uh, right now, even the 90s, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, I was we're saying at, don't even know what happened in the 90s at this point. Right. We're looking at 2000s and up, man. So, um, or 2000s to the present. So, you got to be somebody recently. Um, I think your alumni base is also something that's that's got to, you know, play a part in it. Like, you know, if your alumni base is actually supporting your football team and they're actually coming to the, you know, to the games and they're there and they're supportive yeah. no matter what, I think, I think that's a good uh, positive as a head coach. Money, as you said, is always, you know, probably the biggest thing on a personal yep. level that a head coach should be looking for. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take care of your family. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the money, right. the money, the money is really what it's uh, what it's about. And like you said, I think uh, your geographical location, you know, what I'm saying where you are, your reason, you know, uh, uh, you know, if you're in the southeast, like you said, if you're in a state like Florida, Georgia, um, shoot, even a Texas, even though that's you know more towards the West. But mm. if you're in a state like that, you got all the prospects. That's really where your where where the bulk of you know great yep. football players they come from there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think those are really the main things. Kind of you know basically what you just said though. Um, you know it, it's really about who you are, where you are, and how much you're gonna pay me. You know. Um. Yep. So I would say that. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read off this list because I want you to see uh, these top 16. So, so these are these are the top 16 schools that 247 Brad Crawford has put out as the top 16 schools of best coaching jobs. For So let me say this again. Top 16, this is by Brad Crawford, top 16 head coaching jobs in college football. So number one, he has Georgia. I don't think nobody would argue that at this point. Georgia – High school football is elite. Um, it's probably top two and maybe not two, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it elite. It, it's a super easy area to recruit. You could literally just go down to Atlanta and just have a field day in Metro Atlanta. Um, and you'll be straight pretty much. So definitely Georgia at one. I don't think that's surprising. Now, number two might surprise some people, but it does not surprise me. Number two, he has Texas. He has Texas as the second best job in college football. Now, for me, I can understand why. They got the money, for sure. The location, for sure. I'm telling you now, if Texas gets back to being elite, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, your days in Texas getting players are over. (laughs) It's over because that state is a Texas Longhorn state. If they ever get back to being elite, nobody's going in Texas. Nobody. LSU goes down there sometime, it's over. Nobody's going to get elite players if Texas ever get back to elite. So I can understand why they're at number two. At number three, he has Alabama. 
I don't even need to talk about that. That's just self-explanatory. Number four, LSU, another one. Louisiana, Texas, Bama, all right there. A lot of talent is in Louisiana by itself. Um, and they're the only big college there, pretty much. Yeah. So they're, they're going to reign there. Number five, he had is Ohio State. Ohio State's a blue blood. I don't think nobody questions that at this point. They pretty much run the northeastern part of the country. I don't think nobody is going to debate them being at five. Now, yeah. at six, he puts USC, Southern California. I absolutely agree with this. They literally run the whole West Coast. Yeah. Um, anything past Denver is theirs, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at this point, I can't disagree with anything. They run that state. California's a top five college football talent state. Yeah. I do not disagree. Now, here's where there's a little bit of some disagreements for me. At seven, they have Michigan. And I, I, I like that Michigan's definitely should be like top 10. I wouldn't put Michigan there. At seven, I would put Florida because I'm going to tell you why I would put Florida. Florida is loaded with talent. It's probably the third best, maybe even second or first. Some, you know, there's going to be some arguments made. Florida, the talent alone in that state is going to skyrocket you if you recruit right, like how Billy Napier is doing right now. He's killing it on the recruiting trail. If you recruit the state of Florida the way Billy Napier is doing right now and hit up South Georgia as well, it's game over. Yeah. You can be elite quickly because we know in college football, the main step of this game is recruiting. If you can do that, you can have some real success. I think Florida, it should be seven, no lower than seven. Honestly, you can make an argument. It might can be moved up to be honest with you. Um, And then at eight, I'm going to put Clemson. I think Clemson should be right there. They've built themselves into a magnificent program. You're two hours away from it. You're not even two hours away from Atlanta. You're like an hour and 30 minutes away from Atlanta. You're like two hours away from the North Carolina area. You're not far from Virginia. You're not far from Alabama, where a lot of talent is. You're not far from Florida. I think Clemson should be at eight, and then I would put Michigan at nine. I think Michigan should be at nine on this list, personally. That's my that's my synopsis, but let me keep going. So at eight, he has Florida. I already told you I disagree with that. At nine, he has Notre Dame. This is where I go on to a tangent. Can we please stop acting like Notre Dame is a top 10 job in 2023? Stop it. It's not. We're in 2023, dog. If it was 1990, it'd be number one probably, honestly. Yeah. We are in 2023. Notre Dame is no longer a top 10 job. Let me... Let me tell you why Notre Dame is not a top 10 job anymore. For one, kids do not want to go to the cold. Let's just be honest. Kids are going out to SoCal and they're going to the South. That's just the facts. Next up on the list, they have all the, they, they can't really recruit elite talent because of the academic prestige. A lot of these guys in the trenches and in the hood, let's just call it what it is. That's what athletes at. You got to have a 3.0 as a student athlete to even get into Notre Dame. So say you got a 2.8. That's not horrible, right? Like, I don't think that's horrible. That's like a C average mostly, like close to Cs. But you can't get into Notre Dame without having a 3.0. So let's get that out the way now. And, and thirdly, and most importantly, your program has not really been relevant as far as, like, winning championships since I was not even born. And I'm yeah. 20, 20 plus years old. I'm 20. I ain't gonna put my age out here, but I'm pretty close to 30. So that's what I'm saying. I can't really put Notre Dame as a top 10 job anymore. 
People are still living in the 80s and the 90s, and that's just not the case. Notre Dame is no longer a top 10 job in college football. Let's just, I don't understand that. Next up, they have AM. I get that, the oil money, stuff like that. 11, Oklahoma. I think they could be moved up because Oklahoma can recruit in Texas, Louisiana, and they're a national brand. They're blue blood. I think yes. they can do better. They had Clemson at 12. I obviously just told you I just disagree with that. At 13, they have Tennessee. I think that's reasonable. I think Tennessee is in a nice area, too. It's not too far from North Carolina. It's not too far from Virginia, the Tidewater area. They can recruit that area as well. You're really not even that far from, like, the Northeast and, like, Ohio and stuff like that. And they have a really good football scene, Pennsylvania. And you're not too far from Atlanta and and the South and stuff like that and Alabama. So I definitely think Tennessee should be there. Florida State at 14. I think Florida State should be moved up as well. I, I think I would put Florida State, like, 11, to be honest, like 11 or 12. Florida State, same thing as Florida. If you can recruit that state in South Georgia, you're going to have a lot of success. At 15, they have Auburn. I agree. Alabama is completely loaded with talent, but you know who runs that state. <laughs> you know who runs that state. Come, let's yeah. just, just be real here. But I do think 15 is about where I would put them. And then 16, Penn State is what – and I'm going to be honest. Let me, let me just say this. Penn State has a lot of tradition. They've had a lot of success. Um, not great, great success, but they've had a lot of success. I'm going to be honest, at this 16 position, I probably put Oregon because, for one, you have Nike money. You're on the West Coast. Your really only competition as far as recruiting on the West Coast is Southern Cal. Um, so I would probably put Oregon at 16. So let me just run through this again, and I'll let you get your synopsis, your synopsis on it. At one is Georgia. At two is Texas. At three is Alabama. At number four is LSU. At number five is Ohio State. At number six is USC. At number seven is Michigan. At number eight is Florida. At number nine is Notre Dame. At number 10 is Texas A&M. At number 11 is Oklahoma. At number 12 is Clemson. At number 13 is Tennessee. At number 14 is Florida State. At number 15 is Auburn. And at number 16 is Penn State. How do you feel about that? So I'll be completely honest with you. For me, Texas at two is crazy. I don't like it You wouldn't put Texas as a number two I would not put If I was ahead... If I was a head coach, I would stay far away from Texas. And the reason really? why I say that, the reason why I say that is because no matter what you do, you are on the hot seat every single year. That and that's is why true. I, that's and that's the that that's the number true. one reason. That's the number one reason I could not go to Texas. And at Auburn at 15, I think Auburn is a good like program, but but again, you're on the hot seat every single year. And, you're, and, and you I know you have all against Bama every single year. Exactly. Like, it's, and it's, Georgia. It's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. It's too much going on. You know what I'm saying? You're not giving me enough time to actually build a program. I could not be a head coach at Texas. I think about Charlie Strong. I think about uh, who's a head coach right now. Is it still Steve Sarkeesian? Steve Sarkeesian, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who, who, was before, who was before Tom him? Herman. Tom Herman. Tom, it's, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, we'd have had so many head coaches. coaches down there for sure. I can't disagree with that. When I, when I started really watching football, Matt Brown was a head coach. Yeah. And – God knows how many they didn't have since him. We didn't have what about five, and that's in. Yeah, they had Charlie Strong. They had Tom Herman. They got Sarkeesian now. They done had a few. They had somebody Schultz. before Strong, I think. It's yeah, they did. It's, they, yeah, I can't think of who right now, but yeah, it's too much. It's too. It's it's not enough stability there. You're not giving me enough time to actually build a program and to do something. Because like you said, recruiting is where it matters. Yep. In college football, and you have to wait. You have to let me see it out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're recruiting people, you know, two, three years before they even, you know, get to your campus, right? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got to let me get these guys that I'm bringing in. Let me get these guys because guess what? As we all know, when we when we see what happened at uh Jackson uh excuse me Jackson State with yeah. Dion lost all the recruits because they went with who? They went with Dion, right? It happens all the time and in other college football programs. You know what I'm saying? Your head coach might be there and he might recruit you. He gets fired. Now nah, I don't want to go there because I came to play with you. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So for me, Texas is wouldn't be number two. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. It it checks all the boxes. Prestige, yeah. money, alumni fan base, location. It checks all the boxes, but they just won't give you an opportunity at Texas. So I would drop them a little bit lower. Um, Alabama would probably be number two for me. Um, I know the only person I've ever known to be their head coach is Nick Saban. I mean, he's been there my my whole life pretty much. Um, but I, I figured whenever he decides to leave and retire and when they get their next head coach, I won't say who I think it is, but I think you know who I'm talking about. But yeah. I think he'll be, I think he'll be there for a long time. So that's a good job. Um, LSU, I think, is a really good job too. Um, I think Coach O, he stayed there for a really long time. And, you know, LSU really wasn't all that good except for that one year that Coach O won that championship. So I think they gave him opportunity and chances, and they gave um, – they gave him Chip uh, – not Chip Kelly, um, Brian. Um, yeah, they giving him uh, his uh, his opportunities to try and to stand the program. Well. Also, and two, in the last 20 years, every single coach at LSU has won at least won one ring. Yeah. Like Les Miles, he got one. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Saban, obviously, he got one when he was at LSU. And yep. then also, as well, you know, Ed Ogeron got one. Yep. So, definitely, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I think, I think LSU, they give you, they actually give you an opportunity to see your recruiting process out. They, they let you cook pretty much. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ohio State is a good, is a good job to have. Um, I think Ohio State, I think in terms of all these teams out here, I think they're probably the most built off of prestige, I would say. Yeah. In terms of, you see what I'm saying? Like, I think, um, I think they get, they're going to get the recruits no matter what. Yeah. They got the money. They got the money. They got the fan base. They're going to have it all. You know what I'm saying? Um, Now, their head coaches have been a little, you know, iffy, but Mm. I would like that job. If you, especially if you're a competent head coach, that's a good job to have. USC at six. That's a great job to have. California, Lincoln Riley is going crazy over there. He chose the right – to me, in my opinion, he chose the right thing. He sh- he left Oklahoma and with USC, he's I, making it work. I'm not going to lie. When people got mad at him for leaving Oklahoma, I was not a bit surprised at all. No. Think about no. it. Like, he's coming from Lincoln uh, – not Lincoln, excuse me. Is it Lincoln, uh, Oklahoma? I don't uh, know where. It's um, Norman. Norman. Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. Excuse me. He's going from Norman, Oklahoma – <laughs> where you have to battle against Texas A&M, Texas, all those Texas schools, and even a little bit of LSU, too, in mm-hmm. there, to where mm-hmm. now you can go to Southern California, a way better place to, like, live if you're rich, um, and then you're not really recruiting against anybody. You right. are the, the team on the West Coast. I'm telling you, I go to, you know me, I go to L.A. all the time. Nobody cares about nothing out there at college football wise besides the Trojans. Yeah. Fact, UCLA is not a app. They don't Oregon. I mean they got the Nike money, but they don't them kids don't care about that out there. Right. I'm telling you now, USC, that they 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 got it. They got the West Coast yeah. on lock, bro. You know, yeah. so I, I personally feel like he did the right thing by leaving, 
you know. Um, oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I mean, like you said, it's just a USC, once again, prestige, right? They got yeah. Heisman winners. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, you, all you got to do is just show the, the lineup of Heisman winners that you got and just say, hey, you could be the next one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, God, they didn't have Liner, they didn't have Bush, they didn't have uh, Caleb Williams, and probably a plethora of uh, of before them. You know what I'm saying? So just give me um, get I like USC there, man. Um, he said, bro, I went to LA. AB said, bro, I went to LA. I ain't seen not one person wearing UCLA stuff. It was all USC. That's, See, that's how it is out there, bro. There you go. There you go, man. It's the prestige, man. Um, at seven, Michigan. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, yes, kind of. They they have the prestige, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I would take that job over, over the job over the uh the other jobs that's on this list. Now, for me, I do have a team that I think should be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say these coaches have probably been on the hot seat, so I'm kind of contra, uh, contradicting myself a little bit. But I think. In my opinion, I think Florida State should be a lot higher on this list. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I, I think agree. Florida State should be a lot higher. I think I, I would probably, to be completely honest with you, you might disagree with this, but I would probably put them over Clemson on our on this list. I too. would. No, I, I would. Yeah. I'd probably put them over because Clemson as well, probably. To be honest, I, you just in you just in a prime spot. First of all, it's Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you got perfect weather, right? You know what I'm saying? You gonna have you got the kids that want to go down there, right? You're not far from much. You're not far. Tallahassee ain't far from Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can get down to Miami. You can get down to Orlando, Tampa. You know what I'm saying? You can get over to Jacksonville. You're not far from none of that. You can even get you know out I mean? to like the Texas area, not too bad you can either. Texas. Yep. Louisiana. You can Texas, you know. Nola. You can get all you can do all of that. Um, and as a head coach, you just in a prime spot. You can recruit in Georgia. And you know they got the Alabama. money too. Florida State yeah, got the money. You got it. You got it all. You got the alumni base. You got you got the, the prestige not only from your championships and not only from your Heisman winners, but the fact that you got, I mean, you got all-time NFL greats, all-time college football greats that can just come back at any time. So I think Florida State really could be top 10 on this list, man. I would probably put them. I agree. I, I personally would probably put them at seven on this list, in my opinion. I, I would definitely put them above Michigan for sure. Yeah, and probably even above it. Clemson, honestly, to be yeah. real. I would for sure. Um, Florida, Florida's probably next for the same exact reasons. You know, same, what I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they got they got title prestige and they got more recent prestige, I would say, than Florida State yeah. does. Well, mm, Florida well, State, Florida State won a championship in 2013. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So they won one in a while. That's right. So yeah, I would say yeah, I would put Florida State at seven. I'll probably keep Florida at eight. Notre Dame dropping pretty far on my list. Um, yeah. I would put. I'll probably put Clemson at nine. I would keep A and L at ten. Um, for basically the same reasons that you said. Uh, I would probably put Tennessee at eleven to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's a really good job to have, especially right now. Like I think Tennessee's program, they're in a really good spot. Like they. They they had a very good year last year. Um, you've got a lot of talent that had a, that excuse me that has come through there, um, and have been drafted recently. Um, last year specifically was just a, an amazing year for that program. So, I think that'd be a great job to have. And that's what I say. They was at eleven. Yeah. I would put. Um, so I would slide Oklahoma down. I had them at twelve. I would slide Auburn up to thirteen because I think Auburn's still a solid job. 
and then I would probably put Michigan and then probably uh then Notre Dame. So that's gonna be what 14 and 15. And then 15. see that 16 spot, man. I don't know. I don't know if I would take that Penn State because it's always something I, I, going bro, on. I, there. I told you they wouldn't make my yeah. top sixteen. Oregon would be on my mine, list. personally. Yeah. I think Oregon's a good spot. I think you can put you can put Oregon, you can put freaking uh probably put Washington there over uh Penn State. You can put um Wisconsin, maybe even. Yeah. I mean, uh you put another SEC school in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't North think Penn State should be on yeah, the I don't, I don't know, man. I I don't really I like I said, for me, I just don't like that job simply because of what happened in the past, you know what I'm saying, and what seems to continue to happen. Something's always coming out of Penn State. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always something. That's one of the reasons it's, I would have them on my top 16. Right. Personally. And that's and, and for me, it's also another one of the reasons why I wouldn't want the Michigan job either. Because these last couple of years with a head coach, he always talk about leaving, going, he making his own NCAA sanctions. I don't understand that. So I don't know if I would want that job either, but yeah, I would probably put somebody else in there in that 16 spot. I just can't think about who right now. But yeah, it wouldn't be they wouldn't show wouldn't be no Penn State though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with you, bro. I wouldn't I think Penn State's probably at like 17, 18 for me. They're probably right on the outside looking in. But for me, Oregon would be my my 16 personally. Yeah, the pressure's yeah. not that high. You out on the West Coast, your really only competition recruiting wise really is USC, honestly. Uh, I yeah. think for me, they make the most sense as far as like just recruiting talent and and the money and the, even the prestige. They've been to a couple of uh, one playoff and they've yeah. been to a national championship in recent he- history. Yeah, so they've been to two. Me, yeah, they've been to two. So that's what I'm saying. I would I would definitely yeah. put them, you know, a little closer yeah. in my personal opinion. I would. I agree. Now you know it. Now one team I will say that didn't make this list, and I'm surprised didn't make this list, but I'm glad they didn't make this list. Mm-hmm. Is Miami? Yeah, because I don't think I wouldn't want that job in my opinion. I I'm surprised agree. they. I'm surprised they didn't make the list, but for the same reasons why I said for Texas and Auburn, you on the hot seat every single year, man. It's it can't be fun, bro. Yeah. It can't be fun. Everybody talking about some. Oh, you gonna that be the one to bring us back? Yeah, I, I, it's too much pressure, man. I, I understand if you, if you's a, uh, you know, what I'm saying if, if you one of them head coaches that can come in and turn the program around, but it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be for me, man. It couldn't be for yeah. me. Yeah. No, I agree. I hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. let's jump into the last thing of the day. Um, and I know me, we, we did a poll on Twitter. It was me and D Mill. Shout out my guy D Mill. He's a Florida fan. Matter of fact, AB is a Florida fan, and he in here. Um, and we, and I, I put out a, a video, which y'all have probably already seen already, of my top five college football teams of all time. At five, I had Nebraska, 95. At four, which was the most controversial one, I had 2018 Clemson. At number three, I had USC 05. I do not care if they want, didn't win the national title. That team was absolutely stacked. Um, at two, I had the LSU team in 19. And then at one, obviously, the U, Miami, 01. And, you know, a lot of people saying, well, how is Florida 08 not in there? Ooh. And, you know, first I actually asked AB. AB was like, you know, 08, Florida need to be. And I agree. 08, Florida was an elite team. 
Percy Harvin, Tebow. I mean, that was a super elite team. They definitely deserve to be in the top 10, even top six or seven, honestly. Like, I don't think yeah. they should be any lower than like seven, honestly. Um, they were really good. But I went on and said, I think the 2018 Clemson team was better. Um, for one, they didn't lose a game. They blew out and absolutely obliterated Alabama. And I think a lot of people forget. In 2018, that 18-Bama team, people were kind of hyping them up like the LSU 2019 team. Everybody was – I think people forget that. Everybody was saying, this is the greatest team of all time. This team is the greatest team of all time. They're they're great. Uh, The wide receiver core was Devontae Smith. Jerry Judy. I mean, the, the the Patrick Sertain was on the team. Like, it was just a loaded team. And Clemson routed them. Routed them completely. Close. Yeah. It was never even close. I feel like the second quarter. And I think a lot of people forget about that. Now, don't even know that 08 Florida team was tremendous, especially on defense. They were good. Um, but I think a lot of people forget how good that 2018 you know, Alabama team was. If they win that national championship, they're probably up there with the LSU team, honestly. Yeah, they would have got like how elite they were. Yeah, like they they would have got that respect that people ain't giving Clemson. You know what I'm saying? They would they would have got that respect that ain't nobody giving. Uh you know, it I think for me, you know, when when it comes down to you know between those teams all the time, you know, there's no way to really say one team is better than the other because it, it, it's different eras you know, it's really it's a whole 10 years between there right mm-hmm. um but i think when you really look at it um uh, clemson like you said we just went 15 and 0 you know yep. there's no the first team in in uh freaking college football history to go 15 and 0 yep. you know what i'm saying like nobody did that um before us and what two teams have done it after us right now, but yeah. still, we was the first, you know what I'm saying? And we beat um a nasty Alabama team. People were saying that was the greatest defense. And that Notre Dame team that year was good too. I know we just slandered them, but that Notre Dame team was like really good as far, especially defensively. They were really good that year. And Clemson absolutely routed them boys. I mean, we 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 destroyed every pretty much every team that year you know what i'm saying that, and people forget that was a freshman quarterback that we did it with bro too. the only close game we had that whole entire season was the syracuse game when trevor lawrence got hurt and knocked with the concussion. besides yeah. that clemson won every single game by 14 plus points they annihilated everybody yeah everybody just they it. annihilated it's one of the most and, dominant and, and, teams. And went to the playoffs and everybody there too. Yeah, yeah, just just straight up ran through everybody, man. So that's why I said people forget. And when you look at the team, and when you look at like I all the, to, go ahead, my bad, the, sorry. No, I was gonna say when you look at all the primary contributors, where are they now? Right in the NFL, they the in the NFL. NFL. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like they they and they primary contributors in the NFL. A lot of them star right. players. Christian right. Wilkins. Star defensive tackle, you know what I'm saying? Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence, all of them. You know what I'm saying? All these guys are contributing, and and probably most stars. T Higgins, yeah. I mean, like like, Justin Ross, yeah. Justin Ross. Now he was like he's gonna be a contributor. Like, yeah, it's it's straight up squad. Yeah, offensive line. Some of the offensive linemen in the league, like he's all over the field. But even some of our old linemen from that team are in the league. So that's why yeah. I said, me personally, like, 
And I think a lot of it, what I was about to say was, I think a lot of it is just SEC bias, right? Yeah, like, let's just let's just be honest. Like, oh, well, they played in the SEC and, and da, 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 da. Like, that's why we putting them up. Like, and some people told me that, like, yeah, it's because they're in the SEC. But I'm talking about as far as talent-wise, I think that Clemson team was better than, than Florida, personally. Yeah. yeah. Like, that team was loaded. Like, Florida had Percy Harvin, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play college football. Tebow, you could argue, might be the best quarterback to ever play college football. You know what I'm saying? They had Janars Jenkins that year. They had, uh, I think, uh, the Spikes kid, Brandon Spikes. Uh, they were loaded, bro. Like, they don't get me wrong, they were loaded. But when I look at Clemson that year, bro, it was so much talent on that team that is, like you just said, now in the NFL contributing. Contributing. And, and that that Florida team, how many guys they had contributing? As far so the Palsy twins, definitely they was contributing. I think Aaron Hernandez was on that team too. You know, rest of dead and all that. Uh, you know, he was a contributor. Joe Hayden was on that team, I believe. He was a contributor. Um, they had some guys, don't get me wrong. That that team was, you know what I'm saying? They they had some players, but I just don't when they got to the NFL, who really had success like besides Joe Hayden, right? Palsy twins. Tebow, I don't want to – Tebow didn't have no success in the league, bro. <laughs> Y'all ain't about to do that to me. Like, that that ain't <laughs> – Menard Jenkins had a pretty decent career, but he was never yeah, he considered did. like a top five or ten corner or nothing like that in the NFL. <laughs> none of their guys really – like, no disrespect, none of their guys really contributed heavily on NFL teams. Literally yeah. almost every name we done said on Clemson has contributed on a team, and some are respectively like the best or top ten – in the league right yeah. now, like Trevor Lawrence, I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. AJ Terrell, he's a top 10 corner in the league right now. Um, T Higgins, Dexter Lawrence is top five Dex, defensive. Dex, Dexter Lawrence might be number two right now, yeah. as far yeah. as it, like you know what I'm saying. Like Christian Wilkins, he's a top 10 edge rusher in the league right now. Like, bro, what are we doing? Like, it just yeah. to me, it don't equate. It's all about the talent. That was based off the talent. And I think if you really look at it, Clemson was more talented than that 2008 Florida team. Like, yeah. that's just the fact that we looking at talent, it, that, that's how it was going, for me at least. And that's not even me being biased. You know me. I keep it real. Like, I'm not one mm -hmm. of those biased. Now, Carlos Dunlap, shout out to A.B. Carlos Dunlap was on that team, and he was, he was he's had a pretty good career in the NFL, no cap. He has. He's had a pretty good career. Um, but once again, was Carlos Dunlap ever considered a top five or top ten edge rusher in the league his whole time there? No, like he never has been. He's been a, he's had a good career, but he's never really been like you know. Even when he was in the league, he he you know he never was really a, a huge contributor. I think everybody we just named really that played for Clemson. I think the only one that kind of flopped from that team was Clee and Farrell. Yeah. That's probably the only one that I can really think of. Everybody yeah. else on that team that was like in the NFL, they're contributing now. And I think Ross yeah. is going to contribute this year. I mean, they saying he might be wide receiver two or three out there with the Chiefs. So that's what I'm saying. So that's yeah, what I, I agree, man. I'm right there with you, man. I, like you said, I don't know too much. I can't I can't go too far back, you know what I'm saying, because I don't even remember uh, the 2008 Florida team, to be like to be honest with you. Um, but I will say that Clemson team was something to be it was it was special, man. And yeah. you know, that SEC bias is nasty. 
We yeah. see y'all. That's, we, that's what's we happening. Not, that's what I'm saying. I ain't fooled by none of that, man. The SEC bias is crazy. Um, but hey, it's whatever though, man. It's you know, it's you know, they they gonna hate anyway. They <laughs> they was yeah. hating on us after we won the championships. I ain't even worried about it, man. You know, right? Yeah, what it is. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and head into our last thing of the day, and we do our draft every single week. Me and Cam are drafting our top five receivers. Um, in the NFL right now. Now, Cam and me, we tied last week. Last week we tied. So I'm gonna give so Cam got off the losing streak at least. You know what I'm saying? He got off the losing streak. He ain't losing no more. But I think Cam is now like 03 and one or something like that. I don't know. But now we are going to be drafting. (laughs) We are going to be drafting our top five wide receivers. I'm gonna let Cam go first because he technically didn't take a L. You know what I'm saying? I went first a lot. So I'm going to let Cam go first. Cam, we're doing our wide receiver draft. NFL currently, right now, who is your number one choice as best wide receiver in the NFL right now? I ain't even going to waste no time. Justin Jefferson, you already know. Got to get the best wide receiver in the NFL, man. We need to talk about – one day we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and how they keep getting these – uh these elite, 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 all-time great wide receivers. Justin Jefferson is easily the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was my number one choice. I mean, it really yeah. wasn't even really a question. It should, I don't even yeah. think that should be a question at this point. I think it's definitely by far, um, in my opinion, I think it's it's definitely him at this point. So for my number two choice and and really – I feel like you can't go wrong here, but at my number two, I still think it's Devontae Adams. I think Devontae mm. Adams is just a baller. He, 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 you know, I think because this new system he was in and, and the quarterback, let's just be real, Derek Carr just really wasn't that good. I just, you know, I think I wish he was still with Aaron Rodgers, pretty much is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I think he is still one of the best route runners. When you line up against Devontae Adams, you know you're in for a long day. You know that's why <laughs> the game plan for Devontae Adams. Give me him at number one. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I Devontae Adams is – I mean, he's a beast, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's still producing – still producing with, excuse me, Derek Carr and probably still going to produce with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, I'm, I'm actually surprised that you didn't take this guy with your first pick. Uh, Devontae Adams is a great pick, but for me, because he was going to be my first pick if I didn't pick first, but I got Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and I was thinking opinion, him. Yeah, and my humble opinion, Tyreek Hill going to make the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, Because sure. he, yeah. this man has never missed an all-pro team. He's never missed a Pro Bowl, all right? He's, uh, I mean, even going back to his rookie season, um, I mean, we thought we thought that he was a product of that Chiefs system for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Went to the Miami Dolphins and ended up putting career highs, and I believe in yards and catches. Like, Tyreek Hill is the truth. He's one of the fastest players in the league, and he's proven that he's a great route runner, and he's, re- he's legitimately a game changer. Like, the yeah. Miami Dolphins were good before him, but now they're literally probably a great – one of the best offenses in, in the NFL – just because they had Tyree Hill. So he's my number two overall pick. For my number two overall pick, I'm going to take Buffalo Bills' Stephon Diggs. Last Woo! year, he had two plus catches. Um, he was really just really good, man. 
Um, I think he had like over 100 receptions last year. I think he's a really good wide receiver. Give him, give me him at number two for my pick, Stephon Diggs. I like it. Diggs, one of my favorite wide receivers. I was definitely gonna take him next if you didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Diggs, man. He he really, <laughs> he really special, bro. Um, he is. For my number three pick, I'm torn between two guys, but I'm gonna take Jamar Chase, Bengals yeah. wide receiver. I think Jamar Chase is just, I mean, he's he was just a stud ever since his rookie season, man. He's he's been, I mean, you think about that LSU team that we was just talking about. They had both Jefferson, Jefferson and, and Chase. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase came into the league and just looked absolutely phenomenal. Um words can't even describe, man. He's he's definitely my number three pick. Yeah, so at my number three pick, man, and this might be an unpopular one. I know he had a bad season last year, but I still think Cooper Cup is that guy. He yeah. he was elite. He just went triple crown just a year before last. I think he is probably a top, you know what I'm saying, five wide receiver right now, and I would put him there at my number three spot. You know, I would, I would go ahead and take Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cup would have been my next pick. Um, yeah. He was hurt last year. I hate that for him, but – to yeah. me, in my opinion, I think he had the greatest individual season a wide receiver can yeah, ever have. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. He had a triple triple crown and Super Bowl MVP. He going to the Hall of Fame too. He a legend. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my third. What? No. What I'm on? I'm gonna pick four. Fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With my fourth pick, man, I'm gonna try to turn some heads with this one, man. With my fourth pick, I'm gonna take AJ Brown. Okay, nah, that's that's where I was gonna go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna take. That's a good pick. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna take AJ Brown. Man, he just he was phenomenal last year. Man, um, he proved it to me. I thought he was a little bit iffy in in Tennessee, but I realized Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't because of him. Yeah. That was you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) AJ Brown. AJ Brown is a special, special, special wide receiver. A crazy elite. Uh. What's it called? Combination of size, speed, hands is there, route running. I mean, he's the, the league isn't lacking on wide receivers. So I got AJ Brown with my fourth pick. That's a great pick. I think for my number four overall pick, I have CD Lamb, man. I think mm. CD Lamb is really good. Last year, he really busted on to the scene. I think he had like 13 plus 100 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, over 100 receptions. He's elite, man. Like at first, I'm like, man, I really don't see the hype about CD Lamb. And then last year, he showed me. Like he yeah. he like that. I will go ahead and put CD Lamb as number four on my board. Okay. Well, my fifth pick. Ooh, this is tough. You know what? I got it. With my fifth pick, I'm gonna take the guy. Always been productive. You know what I'm saying? No matter who the quarterback is, he's still gonna be productive this year. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> No, he's still still productive. I got Newt DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. One of the best oh, wide oh, receivers. Oh. You thought I was taking some? Hold on, who you thought I was I taking? I thought you were about to take DJ Moore, bro. I was about to take oh no, 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 no way nah. he's doing that. I got Newt. Listen, Boy, Newt should be in the Hall of Fame me, too. Man. I'm not gonna hold yeah. you. Newt should be in the Hall of Fame too, man. He's always produced. Had, a, had an elite year last year and missed six games due to suspension. He's going to be great at Tennessee this year. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, man, you you catch everything. You you just that dude, bro. So I got DeAndre Hopkins with my fifth pick. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, for me, I think I'm gonna take at my number fifth pick. So I'm torn between a couple of guys. Um, man, I'm torn. So I think for me, at number five, I'm going to go the other wide receiver in Miami, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddle, the speed is just ridiculous. Um, he's got the speed. I think last year he he had a really good year as well. Um, you know, opposite of, you know, I think last year, yeah, here it goes. He had 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, 75 receptions, which is crazy. On 75 yeah, receptions, you had 1,300 yards? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jalen Waddle definitely has to be on my list at number five. And, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So, for you, you had at number one, Justin Jefferson, which is I, – I think that was great. At number two, you had Tariq Hill. At number three, you had um, – who did you have at number three again? I'm trying to make sure. That's a good question. I had Jamar Chase at three. Jamar Chase. Yep, you had Jamar yeah. Chase. At four, you had A.J. Brown. And then at five, you had – um, yeah, New Hopkins. And then for me, I had at number one, I went on ahead and took um, Devontae Adams. And then at number two, I went ahead and took um, – who did I take it to? Hold on. Stephon Diggs. I took Stephon yeah. Diggs at two. Then I took Cooper Cup at three. At four, I ended up taking C.D. Lamb. And then at five, I ended up taking Jalen Waddle. I'm not going to lie, bro. I actually think you won. I'm not even going to cap. I think this is your first dub. I, I, really I like do. your list. It's it's tough, man, because I ain't gonna lie. Because it because the funny thing is, if we had a did this like last year before entering last year, mm -hmm. I think you would have won because Adams was top of the world, Cook yeah. was top of the world, and yeah. did, to me, because I'm look because the reason why I did um did this this week because I'm looking at I'm actually looking at a list that I made two years ago. Yep, and you actually have three. You have my top three in Adams Cup and Diggs on yep. your list. Um, but man, listen, that that Justin Jefferson pick, bro, that 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 was really gonna go a long way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's so, it's so, yeah, he's he's yeah. so by far the best wide receiver right now. It's, it's kind of hard man. to even it's kind of yeah. even hard to even compete with that because yeah. you know, like I said, he he's he's the best wide receiver right now. And I don't think nobody's questioning that at this yeah. point. Like nobody is. No, nah. and see the thing about it is too, like when you look at it, wide receiver is so stacked in the NFL, bro. Yeah, there's so many names. Like we left out guys like Terry McLaurin. Like he didn't we even left out Terry McLaurin, left out Mike Evans, left yeah. out Keenan Allen, uh excuse me, Keenan Allen. Um DJ Moore is another name you probably could have threw in there. Um Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, yep. Mike Williams, T Higgins, shoot, who else? Lockett, man. Um God, shoot, you got the young guys, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. You know Garrett what I'm saying? Wilson, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of names. Shoot. The, the league is so stacked on wide receiver, man. You really can't go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this was a good one, man. Um, Definitely. Once, once again, bro, you know what I'm saying? Great pod. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Y'all let us know who y'all think won. Y'all know what to do. Just vote. We'll put we'll put it out uh, sometime this week. Yeah. And y'all can vote. But. Once again, T, great pod, man. Great pod. Yeah, definitely, man. Great pod today, man. Love y'all, bro. Once again, just want to give a quick update, man. 
Um, once again, we're going to be on the road this year, man. Y'all know how we do. If we on the road, we won't be dropping a, a podcast like this. We'll just be out there filming content. So I'm just going to give y'all a rundown again um, on September 2nd. So with Labor Day weekend, we'll be in Charlotte uh, for the UNC versus South Carolina game in Charlotte at college game. They will be down to ask people questions and stuff like that. So we'll be out there for that. Then the next week, so we're going to probably go two weeks without being on here on the pod. September 10th, we're going to be in Charlotte. I mean, we're going to be in Atlanta, excuse me, uh, for the Panthers versus uh, uh, Falcons game down here in Atlanta. So we'll be at that. And then the 23rd, possibly, we're going to be in Clemson for the FSU-Clemson game to, you know what I'm saying, do some interviews and some content work up there, possibly. I don't know for sure yet, but possibly. Um, but yeah, I mean, great pod, bro. That's really, I just wanted to give that rundown so people could kind of know what's going on, but we're yeah, going to be on the road a lot this, this fall. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. This fall, man, be on the lookout for us, man. We, we're going to be out there. Um, we're going to try to get up there to a Panthers game too. Yeah. If we can make that. Yeah. If we can make that. So, um, but yeah, man, y'all keep supporting. We appreciate yeah. it, man. We appreciate all the love, all yeah. the likes, all the retweets, all the feedback too. Keep, yep. keep, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got something that you want to say to us, you know what I'm saying? Like, something that you think we can do to improve or uh, or something that you just, just enjoy us doing, you know what I'm saying? Let us know. We we appreciate yeah. all the feedback that we've been giving. Uh, we take it into consideration. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, I love it. I love getting feedback because I think that's how you, you know, kind of improve because we don't know. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We're we going to yep. keep doing what we're doing, you know? So, right. uh, so we, we definitely appreciate the feedback. Uh, keep showing love. And you know, as always, it's fun, bro. Yeah, you know, people in the group chat already saying Cam won this one. Yeah, I think you won this draft, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Hey, man. Out, it's, but you yeah. might get your first dub this week, bro. It, I hope so, good. man. I hope so, yeah, man. It's, it's, that's why I kind of wanted you to go first. I'm like, he's gonna get a dub this week because he's gonna take just yeah. It's a long time coming, man. I need <laughs> I was down, boy. I was down. I was yeah. uh god, oh three and one, bro. I need that. Hey, yeah. hey, this is this a lesson for everybody out there. Y'all remember the, uh what was that? The 2014 Panthers when we uh, was uh, <laughs> when we yeah. was, what what was our record that year, man? We was like we it was, finished. It was, it was like one and four, one and three, something like that. It was it was pretty bad. It was something crazy, man. Because we ended up finishing seven, eight, and one. I think that was the year before the Super Bowl, right? When yeah, that was the year before Super Bowl. It was bad. They got off to a real bad start. Yeah, man, that was that was crazy, but um. Yeah. But yeah, man, I'm excited for next week, man. Yeah, definitely excited, man. Like I said, really, really after next week, you guys, we're going to be in the clear because that following weekend, college football will be played. Um, USC is playing that weekend. I think Notre Dame is playing that weekend. So we'll actually have games to talk about uh, the weekend of the 26th. Uh, So yeah, I mean, next week is really going to be the last week of just kind of free-falling. Next yeah. week, really it, and then we're we're in the clear as far as content. So we're super excited. We appreciate y'all, Cam. If you don't have anything else, man, we're gonna go ahead and shut this down. But we do appreciate you guys' love and support as always. Peace, love, and hair grease, man. To everybody, y'all have a good week and stay productive.